Hello everyone and welcome to Nice Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor and for today's episode, I'm going to recap all the action that happened this past weekend in week 13 in Nisa. We also had a midweek matchup last night between Chattanooga FC and the LA Force. So I will share my thoughts on that matchup. We also got news. We always got news and rumors around Nisa. So I'll share my thoughts on all the action on that end. And then for my final thoughts, I gotta talk about all the quarterfinal matches of the US Open Cup. I know no Nisa teams are in there right now, but we got two lower sides that are left. Uni Omaha and Sacramento Republic FC. So I gotta talk about that. And of course, I gotta make my predictions for this weekend's matches. So stay tuned guys and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. And if you guys had a chance, I hope you guys were able to listen to part one of my interview with Mark Washoe, who is the vice chairman and minority owner for Flower City Union. It was a very good interview. We talked for about an hour and 20 minutes. And as Mark alluded to on Twitter, we could have talked for three hours. We had a really fun conversation the other day. So I hope you guys enjoyed part one. Part two will be posted this weekend. Most likely I'm going to post it on Saturday because I almost forgot. I got to launch Nisa Extra Time. So the podcast will be out tonight. Nisa Extra Time will be posted tomorrow. My video show for that one. And the podcast for part two Mark Washoe interview we posted sometime on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. Now that I got that out the way, let's recap the weekend action from week 13 in the Nisa League. And let's start in Rochester, New York. Speaking of Fire City Union, they were able to get a draw at home against Albion San Diego. This was their first draw in Nisa after playing 15 games, which is crazy. But it was a crazy game, and it was a great start for Albion San Diego in the 20th minute as they got a goal from Aluane Diacate, and he scored to put Albion ahead 1-0. And for Diacate, he's been on fire. That was his third goal from last week after he scored two goals in Albion's previous match. And minutes later, literally minutes after Albion San Diego scored that goal, Jay Lee taps his goal in the back of the net to get past keeper Ben Roach to get the equalizer for Flower City Union. And for Jay Lee, that was his first goal of the season for him. In the second half, Harold Hansen, he had an early opportunity that he missed, but he managed to redeem himself in the 69th minute as he finally broke the deadlock against that Flower City Union de- defense. And Albion was up 2-1. to one. And you're thinking, that's a wrap, game over, but you can never count Flower City Union outs in any of these matches. And late in the 90th minute, Sunil Veracone, he finds 
Lucas Fernandez, and he blasts his shot past Ben Roach. Nothing he could do about that to get the equalizer, and that's how the match would end in a thrilling 2-2 draw. Wow. And this match is huge, guys, because for Albion San Diego, despite the draw, it moved them to second place in the West Division ahead of Bay City's FC. While for Flower City Union, that draw, even though it's the first one, it keeps them in fourth place in the East Division. But I'm sure what the defenders of the Garden, which is the supporters group of Flower City Union, care about the most is they're ahead of Syracuse, who's at the bottom in the East Division in fifth place. I know I've been seeing the banner between those two supporters groups, the Salt City supporters and the defenders of the guard lately. I kind of wonder if this is going to turn into like, you know how it is between Arsenal and Tottenham. I kind of wonder if it's going to turn into something like that. But anyway, I got to move on to the next matchup. We got the Michigan Stars FC hosting the Maryland Bobcats FC. Now, before the match, of course, the Maryland Bobcats FC and we saw other Nice teams that I've seen on social media. They were supporting the team, Maryland Bobcats FC. Now, going into this match, the Maryland Bobcats FC were playing with heavy hearts as the club announced last week that one of their reserve players, Yannick Ngale, had tragically passed away on June 13th. The Bobcats, all of social media were tweeting that we're playing for Yannick. We want to win this one for Yannick. And the Maryland Bobcats FC were finally able to get their first win since April. It's been a couple months since they've got a win, but they won this game. Darwin Espinal, he had a free kick opportunity in the 32nd minute, but his shot settled over the crossbar. And it was a very physical match between these two sides. In the second half, the Maryland Bobcats finally broke the big bodies of Michigan as Davey Mason finds Elijah Amo who buries his shot that beats the Tottenham Makruva to give the Maryland Bobcats FC a 1-0 lead in the 60th minute. Now, it only got worse for the Michigan Stars from there because shortly after, Andres Schaubold commits a foul on Forca, and he immediately gets sent off with a straight red card. And the Michigan Stars were down to 10 men. Not much they can do after that. And as we saw, the Maryland Bobcats FC, they finally get a win, shutting out the Michigan Stars FC, and more importantly, win this game for Yannick. Now let's move on to our next matchup, Bay Cities FC hosting Chattanooga FC. Now, Chattanooga FC, they completely ran away in this match. Two minutes in the game, they get a goal from Brett Jones, to put Chattanooga FC ahead 1-0. And then in the 18th minute, Marcus Nagelstad will get another goal to put Chattanooga FC up 2-0. This was after Bay City's FC turned over the ball and gave it away to Chattanooga FC. And for Nagelstad, that is his eighth goal of the season. Travis Ward would add another goal in the 36th minute, and Chattanooga FC would end up winning that match 3-0, scoring all their goals in the first half. 
All right, let's go on to our final matchup. Syracuse Pulse hosting LA Force. And the LA Force scored the first goal of the match off a corner kick as Edwin Rivas heads his shot past their goalkeeper for Syracuse, Danny Gagliardi, to put the visitors up 1-0 in the 29th minute. And in the 36th minute, Samuel Goni stays onside, and his shot basically five-hold that one past Gagliardi to put LA Force ahead 2-0. Now, Syracuse Pulse was able to get one back from Caleb Jackson, but it was not enough as the LA Force hangs on to win 2-1. Now, for Syracuse Pulse, from their last five matches, they've only gotten two points. While the LA Force, they've won two in a row on the road. Now, let's talk about the action that happened last night to kick off Week 14 in NISA. LA Force against Chattanooga FC. It was kind of weird because both teams were on kind of on the road and now they're both traveling out west. Kind of crazy. But watching this game, I'm like, is this deja vu all over again? Because two minutes into this game, Chattanooga FC gets a goal early in this match. And they're that man again. Marcus Nagelstad scores to put Chattanooga FC ahead 1-0 and gets his ninth goal of the season. Ian Ciro, he had a great chance to double the lead for Chattanooga FC, but his shot went wide in the 24th minute. In the second half, LA Force Edwin Rivas beats one of the Chattanooga FC defenders and creates some space, and he absolutely buries his shot past Kevin Gonzalez to get the equalizer. And that will be the final score in this matchup. Chattanooga FC won, LA Force won. Now, for the LA Force, they are now only six points behind Bay City's FC for that final playoff spot in the West Division. While Chattanooga FC, they lead the East Division with 20 points, and they have been rolling as they have now been unbeaten in their last six matches. Now, let's move on to the news. All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA. And let's start with some news the league broke last week when they announced that Valley United FC will be taking a 30-day operational pause to address organizational issues relating to the ongoing investigation of alleged legal immigration and employment activities. All the club's matches during this 30-day window will be rescheduled to a later date. Now, when the league announced this last week, it definitely caused some confusion because we're like, wait a minute, this team had their coach resign and their general manager resign because of this whole situation, and they played a few games, and despite letting six players go off the roster, this team seemed to finally kind of gel a bit, turn around, despite everything that's happened to them, and now they're going on a 30-day hiatus? What's going on over here? So I have no updates on that, but... Whenever Val United FC does return, 
we have two possible dates, or not dates, but time frames where we know they're going to play. It's going to be the end of July, most likely. But they will either play the Southwest Regional Final in the NISA Independent Cup. So whoever wins that group for the Southwest Region in the NISA Independent Cup will play Valley United FC. Or they will play their next scheduled match, which at the moment is on July 30th against the Michigan Stars FC. All right, now an update from Cal United Strikers. I know you guys have probably seen this already on Nigerianisa's Twitter page from last week, but I also reached out to a club representative from the team to ask them why they chose not to participate in this year's NISA Independent Cup. And I was told, quote, it was an internal club decision we made prior to the start of the season that we wouldn't be participating in this year's Independent Cup End quote. Now, I did also reach out to them to see if I can get some interviews with a couple of Cal United players. Nothing to confirm yet, but whenever I get something confirmed with a player for Cal United Strikers, I'll let you know. Now, I also reached out to NISA communication specialist Steve Johnson to ask him about what the Night You Say Nisa podcast I tweeted about last week about all these rumors about these ownership changes and all these things. And Steve Johnson, he messaged me back and said, quote, if and when we have any new ownership changes, the clubs will communicate to media as they see appropriate, end quote. So those are a couple updates that I got for you guys from our last episode. Still no word on the rumors about Cal United Strikers being sold. Don't got anything confirmed on that. But anyway, let's move on to NISA as they announce their full schedule for the 2022 NISA Independent Cup. And, of course, it kicked off on June 21st with Metro Louisville FC defeating Lansing Common FC 1-0. So congrats to Metro Louisville FC for getting their first win in the NISA Independent Cup. The next NISA Independent Cup match that you'll be able to watch on 11 Sports will be this Sunday when Capo FC, who plays in the Southwest region in NISA Nation, will take on Soul to Soul FC. And those guys are visiting from Anaheim, California. So it should be a really good match. Now let's get on to... The news around Nisa Nation and tell you about what's happening there. All right, now it's time for our Nisa Nation scoreboard segment where we talk about the latest from Nisa Nation. Now, we only have one match yesterday down in the Florida region between Winter Haven United FC and Atletico Orlando and Atletico Orlando won this match 5-0 against Winter Haven United FC. And we take a look at a table across Nisa Nation. In the Florida region, Club de Leon FC still leads with 25 points. But with that win yesterday for Atletico Orlando, they are now in second with 24 points. In the Northeast region, the New Jersey Alliance FC leads with 25 points. The Union SC is in second with 18 points. 
New York Braveheart is in third with 15 points. In the Pacific region, Battleborn FC leads with 13 points. AFC South Bay is in second with 8 points. San Francisco Elite Metro is in third with 7 points. And AFC Soleno is in last place with no points. And in the Southwest region, Capo FC is now on top of that region with 22 points. FC Golden State is in second with 16 points. And then you have Las Vegas Legends, who's in third with also 16 points, but is behind on goal difference, which is right now a plus seven advantage for FC Golden State. Now let's get on to my final thoughts. All right, and for my final thoughts, I'm just going to go over last few minute things. Let's start with my short video show, Misa Extra Time. That's going to debut tomorrow. You'll be able to get to see it on my Facebook page for Nisa Day FC. You'll also get to see it on Twitter. Now, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, I will post the video on my personal YouTube page, and I'll put the link there so you guys can go there to watch it, or you can also check out the Facebook and Twitter page and see it there. Kind of just do a little broadcast, a little, little different than how I've been doing the podcast. Plus, you get to see me on camera as opposed to just hearing my voice. So a little different that I'm going to try, but it should be fun. So I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you guys are looking forward to it as well. Now, let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup quarterfinals. Now, I know Nisa doesn't have any teams in it, but we had two lower division sides, Union Omaha and Sacramento Republic, still in it. And for Sacramento Republic, they got a cup set. They beat the LA Galaxy, the team that knocked out our beloved Cal United Strikers. They beat them 2-1. to one. In a very exciting game. So that was pretty cool to see that. I mean, I know in the U.S. Open Cup, some people feel it clearly favors MLS. But it's always nice to see a lower division side make it this far. into the semifinal. And I think it's been like a decade since the last time we had a lower division side make the semifinal. And I know for Sacramento Republic, it's the first time they've been there or as a lower division side in like five years. So it's pretty awesome. So history in the making in the U.S. Open Cup. Now, unfortunately for Union Omaha, their Cinderella run ended as they got crushed 6-0 by Sporting Kansas City. But despite all that, what was really cool was seeing on social media those fans show up to support the team. Even though they were losing 6-0, they showed up to support that team, and they gave their players a standing ovation at the end of the game. That was really cool to see. And, hey, Union Omaha, their D3 team, they definitely were the Cinderella darlings in this story. So their run ends, but hey, Sacramento Republic, they are still alive. Now, the other quarterfinal match that happened was the Hudson River Derby. New York Red Bulls shut down New York City FC 3-0. Another win for the Red Bulls in that rivalry. And Orlando City SC and Nashville SC, they will square off next Wednesday for their quarterfinal matchup in the U.S. Open Cup. And as you guys know, I'm from Orlando, and I got to root for Orlando City SC. Let's go Lions. 
But, hey, we'll see. I mean, Orlando City is the third straight time we're in the quarterfinals. We'll see. No Atlanta United this time to worry about. So, we'll see if the Lions can win the Open Cup. But anyway, let's get back to Nisa and let's talk about my weekend predictions. Now, this week, we only have two matchups this weekend. And thankfully, they're on separate days, so I have time to watch a game on Saturday and Sunday. So let's start with the Saturday matchup. Chattanooga FC will be taking on the Michigan Stars, also known as the Big Bodies of Michigan. Now, Chattanooga FC, like I said, they've been on a run. Six matches unbeaten. They're on this great run. But this is the matchup for the Michigan Stars. You feel need to get something to keep up with Chattanooga FC because they're running away right now. They have a five-point gap in the East Division. So I'm expecting a very physical matchup, but I ex- also expect that, you know, Michigan Stars, they'll play defensively, sh- try to slow Chattanooga FC down. But the question is, can they stop Marcus Nagelstein, man? He's, he's been on fire, scoring goals after goal after goal, and he, he's in the lead in the Golden Boot race. I wonder, is anyone going to be able to catch him? I mean, Cal and I, you know, they got Tony Lopez. You know, you got Halloween, the Akate from Albion, San Diego. And, you know, I feel like the only person that might catch him might be his teammate, Taylor Gray. I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy. So it's going to, it's a fun race to watch for sure. But I'm expecting Chattanooga FC is going to win this one at home and they're going to, Take it 2-0 in this matchup. Now let's go with the Sunday matchup. Cal United Strikers FC taking on LA Force. And Cal United Strikers, they haven't played since June 10th. They've been on break. But Cal United Strikers, you know, you gotta wonder, are they gonna be a little rusty? You haven't played in a couple of weeks. But I don't sense that. I know LA Force has been playing very well. They've gotten seven points out of their last three matches. And they've also come back to life when we all thought they were dead in the water, you know. And the Force know that they got to catch up to Albion and Bay City's FC at some point, And this is their chance. So it's going to be a close matchup between these two sides. But I'm predicting that Cal United Strikers are going to find a way to win this one. And I'm going to go with a 2-1 scoreline. And that, guys, is my final thoughts for the week. All right, everyone. Well, that will conclude this edition of Nisa Today FC. If you guys have any feedback, comments, or suggestions, you can follow or DM me on my personal Twitter page. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I'll see you next time.